I also think we all need to look at video from that smaller short form perspective as well to make sure that we're kind of covering all our bases. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. I am so excited for this episode today. I met Kelly White at the Reset Conference, which I feel like is true of many of my podcast guests. And we clicked right away. I love her personality. I mean, that's always like the thing that I think as women, when we're looking to business colleagues, like that's what we're most attracted to. And so we clicked right away, just um, personalities that really meshed, but also she does brand work and at the time was just getting into video. Obviously this is, you know, two years later. So she's quite established when it comes to brand video. And I feel like I'm constantly sliding into her DMs, asking her questions as I start to explore video for my business. And she just is, she's so knowledgeable. And one of the things we talk about right away in the episode is the way that she approaches video education. I have been very intimidated by video from the get-go, from the first class that I took in college and just how overwhelming and cumbersome everything felt. And the way that Kelly teaches it, it's so approachable and very like, come as you are, use what you have. And I think we could use a lot more of that. So I'm really thrilled for this conversation today. Uh, Take a listen to my interview with Kelly White. Do you ever get decision fatigue? I consider myself a pretty decisive person, but as a business owner who makes a million decisions every day, It can feel like a lot. And by the time my husband asks me where I want to go for dinner, I am tapped. If one of the decisions you're making right now as a photographer is is offering brand photography right for me, let me help you. I am offering a free five-day mini course all about making the move to brand photography. In it, I'll answer the five biggest objections I hear from photographers wanting to make the move and give you easy, actionable tips that you can start implementing immediately. To sign up for the mini course, go to maddiepashan.com slash brand photographer. That's maddiepashan.com slash brand photographer. See you inside the mini course. Nelly, thank you so much for joining me today on Take It Personally. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited about this conversation today. We're going to talk all about video. Before we dive in, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, of course. So my name is Kelly White. I am an Indianapolis-based photographer and videographer. I work a lot with brands in the Indianapolis area and then also some families, couples as well. So basically, if you need a video done in Indy, give me a call or, you know, I travel as well. And then I'm also an educator. I know we've met at the Reset Conference, but I speak on different elements of video really focused on photographers and helping them add video to their business as kind of a way to diversify their income. And then also just working with small business owners, specifically in my area on how they can add video to their business in order to help it to thrive and to grow. That's so awesome. So you started as a photographer, correct? And then kind of changed over time. What did that look like? Yeah. So it was a, one of those things that was actually a pretty quick transition, which I think for a lot of people who get into photography, they do photography for a long time and then decide maybe they want to jump into video. And when I started my photography business, 
right away, I decided I want to set myself apart because I had just recently moved to the Indianapolis area. And obviously like any town, there are millions of photographers and was just really looking for a way to set myself apart and be different and quickly decided that video was a space that I wanted to grow into. I just really loved learning the storytelling side of things. And in some of my previous corporate work, I had worked on some video projects alongside. I was in uh, the event management space. So we were taking on a lot of video projects and got to have a hand in some of those. So it was a pretty quick natural transition and something that I really, really enjoyed having as part of my business. I, I love that. I um, <laughs> have had such a, a different experience with video. I love video. Like I've had, I've hired videographers before. Um, I have video clips on my website. I have, you know, I've had clients start to ask me about video, which we'll talk about, but I have like PTSD from a video editing course in college. And so I have really had to work through like video is not the devil. And so I love the way that you do video because it's so approachable. Yeah. I try to keep things simple. I found when I started getting into video that there really weren't too many women in the space, especially women that were educating on video. And so a lot of times you go on YouTube and it's these super tech heavy dudes that are explaining things that you don't necessarily need to learn in the beginning. So I've tried to kind of scale it back and keep it simple, you know, take it one step at a time, but also find ways that I can really provide value to the photography clients that I was working with or the business owners that I'm working with and just try to expand into that video space. And video is just, you know, taken off. 2020 has been so huge for video in general. And it was, it was great that I kind of got into it beforehand. And I feel like at this point, really, people are starting to latch onto that and, and grow in the space. Totally. Yeah. You're spot on. The video bros make it very intimidating. And so when I see people like you doing your thing, I'm like, see, that's someone I could learn from. Like, this is so much more my speed. Yeah. You know, it's nice to keep it simple. I think sometimes at least myself, I feel like, well, maybe people don't want to trust me as much because I am not as tech heavy, but I think that's what we all need. You know, we need totally. we can look at and see ourselves in and think, you know, if she can do it, then I can totally do this. And I promise if I can do it, you know, I have a five-year-old and a dog and a husband, a very busy life. So if I can sit down and get the video editing and um, all the shooting, the different formats down, I promise that you can do it too. Yes. Oh, I love that. So I mentioned this, but I have seen a huge increase in the last couple of years, certainly, but even past couple of months of clients asking for video when they're also inquiring about photography. I work solely with brands and I get a lot of clients who either they're asking for something small, like social media clips, vertical video, that sort of thing, or they need like a full, like couple minute long brand video with, you know, a story arc or a script or the, the needs kind of run the gamut, but the need is so prevalent. Are you finding that too? Yeah. I feel like at this point, um, you know, I actually just listened to your podcast on niching that um, came out a few weeks ago. And I really think for me, I'm kind of shifting more into just solely working with brands because the video side has become so broad. And I feel like I can provide a lot of different variety. Every client that I work with, I've really kind of gone to more of an a la carte system because 
they all want something different. You know, there are people who are creating more of that short form content on their own, but then there's other people who maybe they're a little bit older, they're not as used to the social media, and they would just like someone to come in and create those clips for them, and then they can share them on social media. And the storytelling side has been great for those longer form videos. I really enjoy the process of getting to know a business owner. And you know, you with working with brands, you know how this goes. You really get to know them. You find the space that's perfect for them. You kind of help guide them in what they're going to wear, the different props they're going to use. And a lot of that transfers into then the video that we create as well and the story that they're able to tell. So writing a script for them and just providing that imagery that I feel like is going to be most useful for the brand in order to help them grow and the different areas that they can use it within their business. Do you think that video can benefit like every brand? I think so. I really, I would be hard pressed to say no. Um, that's a great question. I, I, yes, if you contact me and you need me to take your photos, I'm going to try to sell you on video because I think there's so much value in it. You yeah. know, it's not something that I feel, you know, not genuine in selling to people because I know that it can go so far. And it's, it's interesting because I, in some of my notes I put together as a photographer, there's so much you can shoot on your own, but I have had other photographers and other creatives hire me to come and shoot their video content because you know you need to kind of be in the content see it from a different perspective have someone look at your business with fresh eyes and give you that asset to be able to use use for your business one of my favorite parts probably my favorite part about being a brand photographer is giving a business fresh eyes right like being able to look at someone's business look at this baby that they've built and kind of show them like, this is how I see you. And it's always like a really magical transformative moment. And I feel like with video that's, and I don't say this lightly because I think photography is really impactful too, but I think with video, that's like 10 times the case because video is just so much of like telling a story and those, you know, even just adding movement, like it adds so much to what you're viewing. Yeah, it certainly can. And, you know, especially when you start incorporating audio, whether that's you sharing some sort of story um, from your business, like how it got started, or maybe the people that you serve talking about the different services that you provide. And I think, you know, you do something so well that I admire is that you share so much on short form content that is storytelling. And I think there's something to be said that this doesn't have to be some super formal process. Like, we need to look at video from all these different perspectives because even things like Instagram stories, you know, reels have obviously gotten so huge. TikTok is huge, even though I kind of refuse to use it. <laughs> I feel like I'm too old. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, but if you have video content, you can share it on TikTok um, and uh, YouTube has YouTube shorts. So I have really been taking kind of a step back from my own content creation in order to sit down and think you know, what can I do that's going to connect and relate to people in kind of those quick and easy formats. So I don't think this always has to be something that is a big production. As much as I would like love you to call me and hire me to do a big storytelling film for you, I also think we all need to look at video from that smaller short form perspective as well to make sure that we're kind of covering all our bases. You make such a good point because it can be really intimidating. So if someone is coming to you and saying, 
I I'm curious about video. I want to experiment with it, but I'm intimidated. Like, I don't know where to start. How can that person make video work for their brand? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So I think there's, um, a few different ways to look at it. So, you know, you always want to make sure that you know who you're talking to and you know, your audience, that's obviously kind of the key to any part of getting started with business. So I would look at it from two different perspectives. The first one being that short form content, you know, making sure that when you're sharing video for your brand, you are being yourself kind of being, you know, as genuine and relatable as you can be. I think for myself, I'm an Enneagram three, which I think you are as well. Um, I care so much about what other people think. Like it's just a character flaw of mine that sometimes I hesitate to get on there and just be myself and share exactly who I am. But I think that's what people want to see. So if you are, especially if you're a solo business owner, or if you have a small team, I think really being relatable and connecting with your audience in these short form ways can be super, super valuable to the content that you're creating and to growing your brand because people, they start to you know, know who you are. They like who you are. They trust you. They want to hire you for whatever service you're providing. When you're getting into more of the long form content, I think it's just all about thinking about the questions maybe that you're already answering. Those are things that I can, I think can be really great for longer form content that you could put on your website. You could start a YouTube channel. Even if you think I don't want to do a super formal YouTube channel, YouTube is owned by Google. So any content you're going to put out there that, you know, is a little bit of a longer form, if you upload it to YouTube, it can really serve you well. It can serve your clients well. Recently, I've started utilizing a tool called, um, it's like the Vimeo screen record, but there's also Loom and you can create these content little pieces for your clients. So if they have any questions, you can create small brand assets that you can share throughout the process of booking them or working with them as a service provider. So there's so many different ways that I feel like video can serve your brand. You can certainly get creative with it. And I don't think it should be something that's super intimidating. Um, You know, take it one step at a time and find kind of what works for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You bring up so many good points about like what video can look like in different parts of your business. And like, even in different stages of the client journey, like I didn't think about Loom, but that's a huge one. Like when I I used Loom really heavily to record my screen and just kind of give introductions when I launched the coaching program that I'm running right now. And I got so much good feedback of people being like, oh, I loved seeing you. And I loved like, you know, having you walk me through this. And it was a really big brand builder. And it was also a lot easier than writing out like a whole long script. I just got on and talked. A hundred percent. Yeah, I I use it a lot, the screen record to walk people through their galleries, like how to order photos. And I'm really working on now kind of as I'm diving deeper into brands, um, giving people ideas and feedback on how they can be utilizing the video content that we're creating. Because so often I think people maybe hire a videographer or, you know, even a photographer, they get all these images and video content. And then they're like, okay, what do I do with this now? Like, where do I put it? How do I upload it? So anytime you can create something that you can share, you know, you create it once and then you can share it hundreds of times with all your clients, as long as it continues to be like relevant and useful for them. 
Well, I'm curious when it comes to, if someone is just getting started with video and they're at that point where they're just kind of, it's like an analysis paralysis, like you kind of look at all the options of what you can do and then you're a little bit frozen. Is there like a prompt that you come back to or different ways to start ideating on the types of videos that you should be producing, like the types of content that would be good for your brand? What's that process look like for you? That's a great question. So for me, I think the best tip I could provide you if you're new to video and you're a little intimidated about maybe getting on screen or sharing kind of that process is to think about the questions that you're already being asked or maybe blog posts that you've written in the past that have done really well. So if you're a photographer, maybe this is the best outfit choices to have for your session. Or if you are a coach of some type, maybe this is like the top 10 co-working spaces in your area. So just getting creative and thinking, you know, what are questions that I am constantly being asked as a professional? What is information that I really want my clients to know? And then the other side of that would just be to kind of share your story. How did you get started? Honestly, I feel like I could come up with a million ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So sharing your story, I think is important. Um, As I said, answering questions that you're constantly being asked and then any type of behind the scenes, those always do really well. I think if you can record yourself at a session or if you, let's say you're not a photographer and you're a coach, maybe you're showing some sort of client interaction or testimonials. So really just sit down and kind of brainstorm different ideas and different things that you think your clients might benefit from seeing. And then think about how you can create that into a video, whether it's a short form video or a little bit of a longer form content. So many of the prompts that you just gave are exactly what I've talked to clients about in the past when it comes to what to post if it's just a photo, which brings up the idea that they probably already have a lot of this content. They just need to reformat it into a video. Yeah. Repurposing is always something that I preach with my brand clients is you think if Okay, I shared it on Facebook. Like everyone saw it. The yeah. end. That's not true. No one saw it on Facebook. So go over to Instagram or, you know, share it in your email marketing, put it on YouTube, just kind of beat it like a dead horse. Like, you know, make sure it's out there, make sure people saw it, splice it up into little clips if it's, you know, like a behind the scenes video format and really just utilize those things as much as you can. Because I think that once you have the asset, it, it can be so valuable for you over time. And if you are a brand photographer, especially, I think finding ways that you can start adding video into your packages can just provide so much value for the clients that you're working with. I love that tip. I, that is something that I've been trying to pay way more attention to what you said at the beginning of our conversation of like, trying to take a step back and like really get a good idea of the content that you have and like working, working smarter and not harder has been a really big theme for me this year. And something that I started to do is like scroll way back in my reels to like 2020 when we were doing the reels with like the pointing, (laughs) you know, so many pointing videos. And now what I have found, and I think what a lot of people are finding is that like the talking head videos do really well when you're just speaking to the camera. And I love those because it's very little prep work. It's no dancing and pointing. It's great. And I've been repurposing my pointing videos into like, I'm just saying what's on the screen as opposed to pointing to it. And 
I, it's so funny to me when I repurpose content, the comments that I get of like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. And this is so great. And I'm like, I posted this two years ago, but okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad you're finding it now. And that's the other thing is that people come across you as a business owner at different times and different points kind of in their life and in their customer journey. So I, I definitely think that, and I do think you bring up a good point with, at least for me, like the pointing and the dancing felt so foreign and like, so not me. Like I love to dance and have fun and do some behind the scenes dancing, but I don't think it needs to be on Instagram reels. And I have just found that, you know, I need to be myself more. I think if I can put myself out there, like, this is who I am. You know, I'm a mom, I'm pregnant at this moment in my life, like sharing who I am and kind of the behind the scenes, I think just allows you to connect to people so much more genuinely, so much more authentically. And it feels easier because you're not faking it, if that makes sense. So I think that anytime you're doing this video content or really any content that you're putting out there, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I'm trying to practice it myself. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's definitely something to be said for you know, if, if something like video is is becoming more and more on trend and more and more impactful and video feels really hard for you, like we talked about at the beginning, what's a way that you can do it that makes it feel easy and that makes it feel like it's more natural for you? And yeah, for me, that was that was not dancing and pointing, but I had to try it, I guess, to make sure that that was not the case. I mean, when everyone's saying like, this is what you need to be doing, it's hard to not jump right on that trend. So even in, you know, this podcast, and if you're listening to this right now and thinking, I don't want to get into video, I totally respect and understand that. But I do think there are certain points in our business that we have to be in tune with and know that this is the way things are going. And it's serving your customers, especially if let's say someone lands on your website, they're going to stay on your website a little bit longer if you have video content there for them to watch. So I think that you need to think about it from a few different perspectives and not just that, hey, I don't really want to be on screen. Like think about the different ways that it can be serving you as a business owner and your clients and, you know, maybe try something, but don't do the pointing or dancing as we've said. (laughs) We can be done with that. Oh, such a great point. So we've talked a little bit about different ways that we can DIY video. And I think that has, you know, a great purpose in a content strategy. At what point do we need to hire someone like you to really help us with like a more of a like brand story type video? Yeah, that is a wonderful question. I think that for the most part, I try to encourage people, you know, see what you can do on your own, get creative. But obviously, if you call me and you have almost a specific need for something a little bit more formal or polished, something that has that professional look to it. A lot of times I mention like professional audio or professional Mm -hmm. light. These are things that I think are hard to achieve, especially in the beginning when you're first starting out. The other things I mention are product launches. Like if you're launching a product for the first time or a lot of educators are launching a course, maybe they want some professional video content in the process of getting that out into the world. That's a great time to hire a professional. Or if you have like a big event, maybe you're, um, you know, hosting an educational event or some sort of a conference where you want all of that captured and you know that this isn't something you're going to be able to handle, um, you know, all on your own. I think that's a great time to hire a pro. Website launch. So I've had quite a few people reach out to me in the last year and 
they were just starting their businesses and they wanted to have video on their landing page. They wanted to have an about me video on that uh, about me page and really just trying to make a really great first impression. I think that's a wonderful time to hire a pro. And just at the end of the day, anytime you want to outsource, I've been trying to be better about figuring out there are lots of things in my business that I can do, but the time that it's going to take me to do it is it's much more valuable to just pay a person so I can get that time back. So I think, as I said before, you know, I've had other photographers hire me to do videos for them, other creatives, people who technically could learn this and do this on their own. I think that it's, there's something to be said for hiring a pro at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've shared a little bit already about like repurposing video content. Is there anything special that we need to know about? Like, where do we share and what does the process look like for repurposing? Like, do you have any tips around stuff like that? Yes. I think that as much as you can try to, you know, get creative and brainstorm on your own. So as far as business owners, when I'm delivering content to them and giving them ideas on where to share video content, obviously social media is kind of the first one that comes to mind. Instagram has a variety of different ways that you can share this video content, whether you're repurposing it into stories or reels or creating something for your feed. Facebook, you can put it on feed posts, headers of groups. Um, I know a lot of us have groups out there that are educators. You can put content in the, into there that is video related. And then YouTube, as I said, wonderful place to put it. If you have the content, put it on YouTube. Even if you know that you're not going to like consistently put stuff on YouTube, I think that anytime it can kind of be housed there and live there and you can provide links back to your website. It is just another little tool out there on the internet that is providing a little SEO nugget. You know, I'm not an SEO pro, but I do know that YouTube helps with that. So put that out there. And then Pinterest is another one that I think sometimes gets overlooked. I know I went through a process where I was super into seeing what video pins could do and they were performing really well. So I'll by no means call myself a social media expert, but if you have the video content put it on Pinterest, especially if you're in the wedding industry. I think if you're a, you know, a wedding photographer or a florist, anybody who's out there that's working with weddings, if you have that content in the video format, putting it on Pinterest, it gets a lot more traffic. TikTok obviously is a good one. And as I said, it's just not, I want to get into it. Like I want to be that person, but I just, it's a life I don't think I'm ever going to live. I completely agree with you. I've tried to like repurpose Instagram stuff for TikTok and like, you know, I take the watermark off and everything. So it's just like native content, but you know, I do that for like a week and then I forget for three months. And (laughs) and a lot of people like creating in TikTok and then sharing it over in different platforms. Um, The other one that is kind of like a TikTok or an Instagram reel is YouTube has YouTube shorts. So not. Yeah, I experimented a little bit, especially when I was heavily creating YouTube content on my YouTube channel. And it would have days where it would get like a ton of traffic. So I think it's kind of hit or miss. But I, again, I think anytime you can repurpose this and share it in different places, it's good to play around with and experiment because you just never know what's going to take off and provide you with leads. So Mm -hmm. different places there for social media that you can experiment. Other than that website, if you have 
you know, everyone should have a website of their own that they're utilizing. So I think putting it in like a header can be really great where it's the first thing people see when they come to your page, you know, not necessarily with audio. Nobody wants to land on a page and it immediately like burst into song. So don't do that. But those videos that play in the background, I do think they are keeping people on your website longer, which Mm -hmm. then will help boost your SEO. So anytime you can have that, it's wonderful. And then about me videos, I think if they talk about who you are, what you do, those can be fun. On my about page for my photography business, I also have some family films that I've created just showing kind of who I am. It's one where we went to Disney and different little nuggets of my life. I think, again, people can relate to you in this way. And that's super, super helpful. I'm looking at that right now. That's really cool. Your family films, I mean, that was really neat. Yeah, it's a fun, it's just a fun little way that people can be like, oh, here's, here's her family. Here's what she does. Because those about pages, people go to just kind of see who you are, see the behind the scenes, um, get to know you as a, as more of a, on a human level. And I think that those are fun to add if you, if you have any content like that. I heard a, I guess it was a quote recently, and I feel like that your about page does this, which is why I want to share it that connection in business is so important. Like that's how people are making buying decisions and figuring out like, who do they want to work with and who do they connect with and how you create that connection is essentially FaceTime, which is how, you know, social media, that, that's why social media and like specifically reels and stories can be so great for business. But historically it's been the one thing that you can't really, like you can't be in two places at once, be, like you can't be at two networking events at one time. Video really allows you to like multiply yourself and to create more connections with more people in a way shorter amount of time. And after I heard that, I was like, oh, dang, I need to do more with video. That's such a good point. Yeah. I mean, you, you do bring up a great point that, you know, someone could be watching my YouTube channel right now while I'm talking to you on the podcast, getting to know who I am. I think anytime someone can hear your voice, kind of hear your mannerisms, it definitely provides a, or see, see your mannerisms. I don't know why I said here, um, get to know you on a different level, just kind of see who you are. And yes, I agree. I, I think we all hire people who we feel feel those connections with, especially women. So I work with a lot of female business owners, photographers, if you're out there, for the most part, the people who are hiring you are like moms and brides. Rarely does a man reach out to me to book his photo session. So I think that women in particular tend to hire people that they feel connected with. So I think that's a a great tip. And again, that can be short form video, super easy to provide that connection and kind of share behind the scenes of who you are. I have more on where to share and repurpose. I feel like the list goes on and on. Um, you know, website we talked about briefly, but email marketing, I think that's sometimes that um, can be forgotten, but you can embed videos there. I use Flowdesk for mine and I try to feature a video each week. So just kind of showing people that I have video content out there. You could do some sort of video where you're talking about a different element of your business or a different service that you provide and feature that each time that you email your client base. So really, yeah, it's an endless list. And I think that anytime you can just think about where is your audience, you know, where are they hanging out online? That's where you should be repurposing and reutilizing this. If you are concerned about the formatting, I would say if you're, especially if you're working with a professional, ask them what type of deliverables they're going to give you. So Mm -hmm. with my clients, I try to give them video content that will display well on their website. 
but then also give them video content in a format that will fit on an iPhone. So both that kind of portrait and landscape mode so that they don't have to try and crop it down or resize it. Like that's all done for them if you're hiring me. So if you are someone out there thinking about getting into video, I encourage you to kind of know those different ways to repurpose content for your potential clients. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, last thing, let's talk a little bit about gear. So if you're a brand and you want to explore more video for your brand, what does gear look like? Does it have to be fancy? Okay, so if you are a brand of any kind, business service provider of any kind, no, it does not have to be fancy. As I said in the beginning, I try to keep things pretty simple, straightforward. I'm not going to encourage you to go buy like the most expensive audio equipment because you definitely don't need it iPhones, especially the newer iPhones, especially if you are not a photographer, use your iPhone or upgrade your iPhone. If you're thinking about investing in a camera, just invest in a newer iPhone and there's your camera. So start there. They also have some really great microphones that connect to your iPhone. So if you are for some reason worried about the audio quality and you want to improve that, Rode, it's R-O-D-E. They make really great microphones for both DSLR mirrorless cameras and then for iPhones as well. So look into those options. I tend to tell people that your audio quality is maybe almost more important than your video quality, because if people can't hear you and you sound all garbled, they're not going to listen to what you're saying. If you look maybe a little pixelated and you sound okay, they're still going to listen to the content that you're providing. The other thing is just going to be like a tripod or a light stand somewhere you can mount your phone. So like an iPhone mount and then good light. So right now I'm sitting in front of a window. Window light works out perfect. If you are in a location where you're shooting indoors a lot and maybe you don't have access to that natural light, then they do sell some more affordable LED panels that you can get or like a ring light. I know those are super popular. um, So you can check those out. And then ultimately, if you're going to be playing around with anything other than short form content, I do think you want to look into some sort of editing software. And if you have a Mac, iMovie, great tool. It's free. It's on your computer. Even if you've never opened it, it's there. Go find it. Super easy to use. I have, um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's called shelearnsvideo.com. I have some tutorials on how to edit an iMovie over there. And the other tool that I recommend, especially if you already have the Adobe Creative Suite, is Adobe Rush. So that is like, it's a smaller version of Premiere Pro. I have never heard of this. And I've tried Premiere Pro and Kelly, I'm sorry, I simply will not. Well, (laughs) Premiere Pro is like, it's like opening Photoshop for the first time. You're like, what are all these buttons? I have trauma. (laughs) I'm telling you, I even use it sometimes to make reels. Like when I'm in a hurry and I just don't, because the other thing about um, Premiere Pro and a lot of the Adobe softwares is they're clunky on your computer. So they, they're a really heavy workload and can slow down your computer, but Adobe Rush, it works really easily. I also have some people I've worked with before who've video edited in Canva. So that can be a fun little tool. You can do it. I know, right? Mind oh blown. my gosh, my mind is blown. I was like, she's going to tell me to get Premiere Pro and I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, I'm well, that's, and so I will say if you are a photographer who's listening to this and you're like, wow, I'd really love to start creating full length storytelling films for my brand clients, couples, families. I have a lot of information over on my She Learns video channel on that. 
And I also have a full gear list for people who are already photographers that's a little bit more in depth. So if you want to venture onto that side of things, I think that it can be super profitable and it really allows your business to grow in a different way, but you can also take it slowly, as we've said before, with the video content in general, and you can use a lot of the stuff you already have. So if you've already got a mirrorless camera, great news. It shoots video. So all you really have to do is add a microphone on top of there and learn how to edit a little bit. And I promise you can do it. I love this. So Kelly is going to be speaking in my uh, coaching group rebrand in the next couple of weeks. It's a group for just photographers who are wanting to pivot into brand photography. And she's going to be specifically telling them, okay, here's how you can add video onto your packages. So I'm really excited about that because now after this conversation, I'm like, okay, I want to do more video with my clients. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of that next step for a lot of people. And yeah, I mean, the people you have in your branding mastermind or anyone who works with photography clients already, I it just, it makes so much sense. It's such an easy add-on for people at this point. I even think family films are slowly becoming more and more popular. So if you're a family photographer, obviously wedding video is huge already. And, you know, that can be a fun little selling point to add on to any of those clients. So yes, I think everyone should give video a try, whether it's on more of the short and sweet side, or if you want to get into the longer form content. And yeah, if anybody has any questions, definitely reach out and I'd love to chat. Oh, this has been so valuable. So you've mentioned a few things like she learns video, um, but I want to know where everyone can find you if they've got questions or want to connect. Yeah. So if you want to connect, the best place to find me is not on TikTok, as we mentioned before. (laughs) It's over on Instagram. Um, I'm at Kelly White Photography and it's Kelly with an I. So that sometimes trips people up, but Kelly with an I, White Photography at, um, at me on Instagram. You can find me. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kelly. And we will link to everything that you've mentioned in the show notes, including, um, some of the different gear that you mentioned as well. So if you guys are interested in that, you can go over there. Uh, thank you so much for being here today. This was wonderful. Of course. Thanks for chatting with me. This was fun. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.